Lacey Lou. There's Lucy Lou. And now there's Lacey Lou. I like that name. Lacey Lou is Lacey Lou. Hey, Merry Christmas to you. You're in Des Moines, and uh, it's not Des Moines. It's Des Moines. It's a silent S, right? Um, I hope you're having fun in Iowa. And Lexmas is one of my favorites, too. That was a really sad, tragic thing, wasn't it? Uh, could have been good. Could have been a contender. Um, you have a podcast, like I do, and uh, it's called Cut to the Chase. I like that. Cut to the Chase. All right, here we go. You're listening to Cut to the Chase. You're listening to Cut to the Chase. How about? This is Michael Rosenbaum, and you're listening to Cut to the Chase. This is Michael Rosenbaum, you're listening to Cut to the Chase with Dan Chase and Lacey Lou. How's that? Oh, and, um, Mikey likes it. Right, that's an urban legend years ago. All right, love you. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas, Snuggle Fox! <laughs> and what a merry, holly, jolly time of year it has been for us. It's been fucking crazy, baby. <laughs> uh, literally editing all of these episodes. It's been fun, though. Oh, it's been phenomenal. And all the guests that we've had and all the listener feedback. its its I would say it's been well worth it. Yeah, we we decided to really up our, our Christmas spirit this year. <laughs> Yes, like, uh, I mean, we did the 12 Days of Chasemas, so yep. you get 12 episodes, so we decided to do something a little bit different for this one. Right. I mean, obviously, if you've been following along, we did a whole bunch of retro reviews. Right. So, for this one, it's just Dan and I. Yes. So, we decided to go back to our past, our childhood. Uh, we gave you a bunch of classic, uh, you know, movies. So, this time around, we decided to go back to our childhood and our youth and give you some of our favorite Christmas-themed television episodes. Yes, some heavy hitters, too. Like, I didn't realize how awesome all of these individual episodes really were. Yeah, and it was fun to see how much Christmas spirit they put into an episode. Like, some had a little bit more than others, obviously. I think a lot of the ones that we watched, though, were very rich in that. In the spirit of, yeah. yeah, they all had, like, a moral of the story. Right. Um, you know, some of them had, like, the similar themes of, like, Scrooge or um, Christmas yeah. Carol. I, that is Scrooged, I guess. <laughs> and and honestly, though, one of my favorite aspects of, of something like that is when they can work in a holiday. Sometimes they do it with Halloween or, in this case, uh, with Christmas, where they can actually work it into the plot. Yeah. Uh, like, like one of the episodes that we're going to talk about later. Absolutely. Yeah. No, it's been it's been a hell of a year. Um, like we said, we got so many plans for this upcoming year. We just wanted to do something really big, really fun for Christmas. And, and it has this twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah. This year's been a little crazy, so we decided to double down on the podcasting. And honestly, like watching these movies with you, it that's been that's been its whole <laughs> thing in itself, right? But 
getting all these guest spots. Yes, special special shout out thanks to Derek Boo Boo. Yes. Um, Newts Magoots. Newts Magoots at Nikki and Anthony. Yes. Mr. Venom. Mr. Venom. Christian the Looch. (laughs) (laughs) You're the best one. Mr. Looch. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, who else we got? We got Scott and Heather. Did we say Duncan? Duncan, Duncan Duncan came through coming in hot. Um, some P two. Uh, Tori, Tori Tori was yeah. great. Evan's little appearance was Evan, great. That was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I just loved his background banter. <laughs> He's like, they all fucking sucked. And uh, obviously, Mr. Watson and Dave Z to uh, kind of finish it out. Yeah. And then uh, Mike Merriman with the clutch with uh, the Christmas commentary. Yeah, that was fun. See, and and that's why I like doing that too because it's different. You know, we haven't done a commentary in a uh, hot minute. Yeah. So for this, we just wanted to take it even further and just kind of do something different. And like you said, uh, get into some old TV shows and and. You know, I'll be honest with you. Movies definitely do it, but TV shows are a big part of it as well yeah, for me. Yeah, a lot of growing up, you know, I looked forward to the holiday-themed episodes. Yep. Like, not only yep. the Halloweens, but Christmas as well. And I know we've kind of briefly glanced upon them throughout, you know, some of these 12 Days of Chasemus episodes. Right. Um, but we wanted to get our heavy hitters in here. Yeah, yeah. And, and honestly, it was kind of uh, tough trying to choose because... You know, it's it's one of those things as well where we have a lot of movies that we haven't covered yet that we're going to save for next year too. So we're actually really trying to plan this out and we got so much stuff that we want to cover. But yeah, we narrowed it down for, to what, like four or five episodes? Yeah, you know what this? we're not going to cover though? What's that? Star Wars. No, what do you mean? <laughs> what do you... How, like, anybody that watched that, like, it's so hard not to want to talk about I that. know. Like, I'm like, we need to watch these uh, Christmas-themed episodes so we can do our final 12th day of Chasemus. Uh, and uh, he's like, I want to watch the Mandalorian finale again. It literally made my year. Like, every year, it seems like, has that one moment in, in cinema, you know? And I, and I consider this cinema, you know? And it was just... It's something... That you've been waiting to see your whole childhood and, you know, when you're playing with action figures, you you think about and to see it come to fruition the way it did. It was so far beyond my expectations. So that's it it was actually moments like that that like make me mad because I do want you to get into it too to experience that unfortunately there's a lot of bullshit in between (laughs) and i don't blame you because it is a very convoluted journey at times uh especially off in the beginning it's kind of a rocky start so i'm gonna keep trying i'm gonna be relentless yeah well maybe you should make that your new year's resolution do or do not there is no try all right grogu that's what do you mean (laughs) that's the og that's the og no but this year um you know it's been so crazy we got also our um our top 10 or are we gonna do a top 20 of 20 i don't even think Uh, i've seen 20 films this year yes you did 20 like barely we we got two um, i just have to rank we got two theatrical releases coming up right um, one woman 84 and then, uh, what is the other one that I just sent you? I can't. Oh, the about name. the uh, about Carrie Mulligan. Yeah, I can't think of yeah. the name. Yeah, 
Um, but she's like drunk in a bar or pretending to be drunk, and uh, she's picking up dudes and killing them. Adam and Brody's in there. I yeah, so yeah, I can't really think of the name of it, but yeah, we're gonna go see those it, on Christmas. It gave me American Psycho vibes. Did it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it looked it, at the very least, it looked interesting. Who knows? Yeah. You know, so knows, that but... is our plans for Christmas. Yes, evening. I am excited, Lacey. Will. Now it's Christmas Eve. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is indeed. Yes, it is. It is indeed. It is. Now, uh, Lacey Lou, did you ever have any uh, any uh, Christmas Eve festivities? Like, was there anything special that you did? Did you get to open your stocking at all or anything like that? Um, well, for me, I had um, several family things that I had to attend. Right, right, so, right. Um, we didn't have like any traditions or whatever. I mean, aside from going to this family member's house, got this day. Yep. You know, so I would yep. go to my aunt's on my dad's side every Christmas Eve. Right. That was, you know, that was, it was Christmas with my dad. Uh-huh. And now as I got older, somehow it just got moved to the 23rd. But I mean, I had like the whole three days of, you know, Christmas, you know, covered. Mm-hmm. Like the 24th, 25th, and 26th. Right. Or the 23rd. But for some reason, now that I'm older, there was never an in-between time. But now... There's nothing to do on Christmas Eve. So um, with my family, like, there's that gap. Yep. So now I can just make these memories with you. And, and you now know, we're going to really binge watch some Christmas movies. <laughs> uh, binge watch Christmas movies and Christmas TV. Yes, absolutely. And yeah. apparently record podcasts. Uh, <laughs> ideally, next year we would like to have these done way in advance. So. Oh, my goodness gracious, yes. But, yes, you get us on actually Christmas Eve. So yes. you're welcome. And, it, and honestly, though, it's a lot of work, but it has been fun. It's you, been a lot of fun. Do you have a favorite intro that you've done? Um, you know, I think these are going to go down in history. I really You know, do. I, the, <laughs> I I liked the Luches. I liked Dave Z's. But I, personally, I've, I, I, I liked Watson's. <laughs> it's just fun. It's always fun to drop a little uh, Fred Durst on him, So Yeah, and you know, I think I gave him something special and show, showcased my uh, Mariah Carey skills. Yeah, no, and, and that's what that's what's been fun is talking to everybody and and playing you know games with them and and all the fuck Mary kills and 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 uh, Dave Z's was epic and I don't know it's just doing different stuff trying to trying to have fun you know and we got a lot of plans for the podcast going forward that that you know far exceed even what we're doing now. But I, like I said, we're having so much fun with it. Especially with me editing now. Yeah, that's been a big addition. (laughs) Well, a big help, Well, as opposed to Dan, you know, two months ago, I I mean, I'd never edited an episode, period. Duncan's was the first one that I had edited. For anybody that doesn't know, and this was never a thing before on Cut to the Chase, but yes, like, we started editing the shows uh, pretty heavily, basically combing the audio for anything, um... You know, pretty highly produced. You know, you got your music in there all the time and stuff like that. But as any podcaster will tell you, it's very, very time consuming. Yes. And then, and then you add on our dumbasses, which <laughs> which we just go into like the Christmas season. Let's do twelve episodes. So like it was like the last week in November, I think we started, and you know. <laughs> Is that the correct way to do it? Absolutely not. I I will say this, though. 
as kind of stressful it is at times. And let's face it, we put the stress on ourselves. We like, really did. Nothing's going to really happen if you don't release No, we episodes. don't even know how many people are actually listening to this. Yeah, yeah, who cares? But at the same time, like, after all said and done, so proud of those episodes. And, and I'm so proud of you. Thank you, baby. And I, I, I said this on those episodes, and I truly believe that it, it, it applies to this case as well, where... It really does get you into the Christmas spirit more. It really did, you know, let us dive into Halloween when we did it. You know, because it just really makes you immerse yourself into this world. And especially um, these, these episodes that we're about to cover, like you said, dipping back into your past. I mean, for me, like, like, like fucking Kevin Arnold just said, it's like... There reaches a certain point in Christmas where it becomes less about gifts and, and more re- about the memories. And more about memories. And and that really rang true. And you know what's it funny? Really After did. doing all these retros with everybody, yeah. when I go to watch these movies the next time, right. I'm going to be thinking about these retros. Exactly. Like, yeah. Because we've created these memories. Even though you're not with these people right. watching it, we created moments. And that's priceless. Well, and I know this too, that this year and, you know, um, I guess every year, but this year in particular, you know, I think that we've we've really cultivated great re- relationships with a lot of these podcasters yes. and, and clearly we're all having fun and having everybody back is just, I don't know, it's just, it's what Christmas is all about, right? You want to be with your friends and family yeah. and unfortunately... For all of us, you know, we talk about this and joke about it all the time, but we're not in the same space. So we're kind of used to it by now. We've been doing this for many years. Yeah. So we just kind of jump on Skype and go. I will say this, that the the type of podcasting that's been produced by everyone coming on has been so... It's so far exceeded all my expectations. And the dynamics are so different. And it makes me feel good inside my heart. You know what I mean? Everybody really came through, knocked it out of the park. Venom fucking came in with his notes and his fun facts. and you know, just knowledge, his plethora of knowledge. And Watson came with his whistling. <laughs> <laughs> and, and his no, fucking Moulin no, Rouge. No, and to be honest, like, the, the best gift them. that you can give anybody is your time. Yeah. And yep. so from the Truly. bottom of our our hearts to yours yeah we want to thank everybody that has listened to us and yep. all of our guests that gave us our time yes and energy that dedicated to these episodes they're really special and they're definitely going to hold a place in our hearts uh for every year to come here absolutely and after. 100%. So, so thank you so much 100 percent. you made this christmas for us yes thank you <laughs> for sure all right baby you ready to get into some classic nostalgic christmas tv episodes yeah let, why don't we start with uh one that is one of my personal favorites okay I, I know i know you only like bits and pieces of you know this show <laughs> yeah it's not necessarily your favorite but you'll watch it to humor me but okay what do we uh, got we got uh sabrina the teenage witch all right all right yeah yeah <laughs> and uh the christmas themed episode and this one is uh from season two episode 12 and mm-hmm. it's called sabrina claus yes And the description of this show is, (laughs) Sabrina meets the real Santa Claus named Bob and has to fill in for him when he is injured. But, like, I feel like that's not really the actual description of the show. It's... part of it yes uh, that comes much later though like the right actual at the description end. is you know sabrina's like oh give me give me give me i i want this and like she has a whole list of right. items that she wants and her magic stops working 
um, to where when she summons something, it takes from somebody else. Right, right. Which, this was a really odd scene uh-huh. because she's in the kitchen. They're like, well, let's see if your magic's working. And she's like, I want a new blouse. And her <laughs> right. other aunt comes in and she takes off her coat and like she's like wearing a bra or like a whatever lingerie type thing. So and it took it right off. It her. took her off. Yeah. <laughs> Which is really weird to be. That's, that's, that's really a very weird for a kid's show because I mean, this, I was like in maybe like third or fourth grade when right. I'm watching this, maybe even younger. And see, and, it, and I'm so glad you brought up the age because. Normally, we're not that far different in age, but there right. are certain instances where it comes into play in a big bad way, where it's like a four-year gap, and that's a big fucking difference, right? Yeah. So, in this instance, Sabrina was always something I really enjoyed, especially around Halloween time. Like, I I definitely watched the show, for sure. Was I Was I crazy about it? Absolutely not, but I did watch it. And I dug it. I would just... It was kind of one of those that I'd put on and maybe watch like a third of it. But I would always have it on, you know? I actually do remember this episode. Really? At the end when she's on the fucking vacuum cleaner. Literally being Santa Claus handing out presents. Yes. And And she even gives a gift to Libby. Yes. Yep. Yep. That's great too. I, I... one thing about that show that I will say, since this is probably one of the only times we'll talk about it, um, <laughs> is the fact that I did think it was fun. You know, the way they use the magic. And, fu- and Salem is fucking hilarious. Like, I... You love him. Like He's ridiculous. When, when you and I first Dude. started talking online, I think the first gif you ever sent me yep. was of Salem. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Like, you used to just drop him with a nail file gif all the time. And and, and I... Because I did watch the show, and I know how much of an asshole he really... <laughs> so that's why. Like, I love it. So, yeah, it's not like I'm completely, you know, um, uh, unaware of the show. Like, I, I very much did dig it back in the day. It's just, it wasn't one of my favorite uh, Well, I think, I think it was more geared towards the female audience. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Totally. You know? And like I said, I really dug it, like, during... During Halloween season and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. like yep. I like. I mean, there's a lot of shows on TJF that you know is geared towards both audiences. I feel, right, right. But that one is definitely kind of a little bit more female, in my opinion. Right, and also too, depending on you know how what your gauge is for like, you know, your tolerance as far as cheesiness with the Christmas stuff goes, like. With this episode, how she went, and with the fucking elves and and all of that, like it, this show is ridiculous. You know, like the situations that they pose at the end of the day, they're off the fucking wall. They're ridiculous. Well, she's got egotitis. Right. Yeah. So like, and no, yeah. Right. Yeah. So normally you're not going to see stuff like that. That's really fun. And uh, on this show, you're going to. So I feel like within that world that they created, they did a fantastic Christmas episode. It so was very out there. That was going to be my question. Yeah. Did it embody the Christmas spirit? 100%. Yeah, it's about 100%. not... The moral of the story of this one is yep. to give, not get. Right, exactly. So, yep. yeah. Absolutely. Um, should we move on to another TJ Yeah, episode? we watched a bunch of these. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. I mean, I feel... Yeah, I think we should just continue on and then we'll get into... We have three big reviews, I think. Right. Well, I mean, they're not really big reviews, but... Right. Um... When we, we say we move from TJF to the uh, the WB, <laughs> so we're talking twenty two minute episodes to what like forty something. <laughs> Going to the big guns here, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah, no TGIF was huge, and I know that the Christmas episodes, like all of them, regardless of like whether you watched every single one of those shows or not, I always tuned into the Christmas episodes. You know. 
And one of my favorite shows that did it was... Family Matters. Yes. Um, We kind of briefly touched upon this earlier, but uh, my favorite, Family Matters, they did a lot of great Christmas episodes. Right. But my personal favorite, um, the show was actually entitled uh, Miracle on Elm Street. Oh, is it really? Yes. Yes. (laughs) And the synopsis of this one goes, (laughs) Richie upsets the family when he brings home a guest for Christmas, a homeless man. However, the homeless man has several lessons to share about the meaning of the season. Meanwhile, Urkel searches the landfills high and low for Alora's beloved childhood doll, which Eddie accidentally discarded. Eddie's the fucking worst. <laughs> he really and, is. And you'll, that's not the first time you'll hear that on this episode, but Eddie is the fucking worst. You know, later. Oh, yeah, exactly. Right. Anybody named Eddie on this episode can kind of just, you're like the worst Christmas person ever. Now let's talk about Family Matters real <laughs> yes. quick. Where where did this show rank um, for you? For me, it was definitely high. You know, the, it gave me those family vibes for sure. Like I love, I love the the connection that that family had. Yeah, like I'm like going through my head right now, all the TGIF shows, and honestly, I pretty much love them all. I don't think there was one that like I wouldn't watch. Right. Like they were all so watchable, in my opinion. Like I, there would there would come some on that would only be on. They only lasted like one season. Yep. And like you could see why. Right. You know, there was one show that I really miss, which was called like Teen Angel. Oh my god. Wow. And uh, Marine McCormick, I believe, was the mother. Teen Angel, what? That was TJF, right? Yeah, it lo- the kid looked like uh, the fucking uh, Jay Brushell. Holy. <laughs> he he looked like him. Yeah. Or Brushell. Or yeah. Brushel. Yeah. But I remember wow. that show. And, I mean, they had like a bunch of. I remember of, that as well. There was another show called Phenom. Yep. Uh, Phenom. We'll be back in a moment. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, and Full House. Um, Obviously, you know, yeah. I, was Full House like actually TJF? Like I don't remember. Yes. Like, I feel like it was on a different night. I don't think it was always TJF. No, no, I, it was. No, it, I'm pretty sure it was always. I don't like. I feel like it was on like it would come yeah? on like a Monday or Tuesday night. You could be right. Yeah, I you don't know. Like right. I feel like people just kind of lump it in with TJF. I right. don't know. But I, I know I Family Matters was definitely uh, on there. I, I, well, Undeniably. I also didn't think Dinosaurs was TJF, but it was. Right. Oh, Dinosaurs. Actually, I probably watched that the least when I was a kid, but as an adult, I fucking love it. There's got to be a Dinosaurs Christmas episode, right? Which makes no sense. That we didn't way, watch it. <laughs> it just makes Which no sense. Which is coming to Disney dinosaurs. Plus, I think, next month. Oh, nice. Yeah. Let's check that out. Um, Yeah, <laughs> like... This episode, too, this is one of your favorites, is it not, Lacey Lou? Yes. I, well, yeah. I mean, it was. As I watched it this year, yep. Um, I think there's actually probably... Well, I really like, you know, the fact of what Urkel did. It's, right. it's what Urkel makes every episode. I'm sorry, he just does. Yeah, no, well, that show came very... Became very dependent on that character. Yeah, I mean, as he was only supposed to be a special guest star, and then he got such great reception from test audience and well you know you you saw it on the show though like you saw it every time he came in people would be fucking dying yeah dying at some of his shit and mama 
And then, <laughs> and then, yeah, it kept getting bigger and bigger. He was the heart of the show. Yeah, oh, but by far. And you can't help but love him, too, especially when they would scold him and, did I do that? Like, if I was him, I would not want to be a part of this family. They were fucking dicks to him. They were. Especially they, Laura. Right. And in this episode, she's, like, one of the biggest bitches ever. One of my favorite things that, like, it's, you know, like, one of those things that just you always think about in your head throughout your life? One of them is <laughs> when Carl, it's the episode where fucking he's, he, <laughs> his blood pressure's high or something. And, and Steve is causing it. Three, two, one. <laughs> one, two, three. What the hell is bothering me? Or something like that. And then I'll... he just looks at Steve and he goes, yo! <laughs> like, I don't know what it is about that. I feel that. like that's you. Yes, it's basically me. I yeah. am Carl. You yeah. are. You are turning into Carl, bald and all. <laughs> <laughs> Had to get a bald joke in, folks. Wow. No, like, and, and I don't know. That show is just, not all of it is is gold no but like you said like a lot of the urkel stuff it's just fucking it's great well and the reason that i love this episode so much you know it shows i i love you know just that sentimental feeling that it gives um you know urkel always did that and everything that he did and especially his love for Laura. Right. And, I mean, he went to the depths of going to that dumpster, finding that doll that Eddie tossed out accidentally, you know, and... Eddie ruined Christmas. Eddie ruined Christmas over <laughs> an Annabelle-looking doll. <laughs> but, I mean, it just shows you, you know, this episode was... I, I'm trying to... The moral of the story for this one is love, I think. Right, absolutely. You know? and, and here's the thing about sitcoms, that every episode is immoral, right? Mm-hmm. So if you have a Christmas episode, yeah, like you got to kind of double down. Love and forgiveness. Forgiveness and all of that stuff. Yeah, and and I think that that this episode in particular achieved it. And you know what? It made me really want to go back and watch these episodes. You know, not necessarily binge watch Family Matters, but it really does bring back really good nostalgic feelings when yes, I watch it. Yes, it. it's, it's we a gotta, feel. We got to make it like um a more prominent thing in our life. As maybe. opposed to just these holiday episodes. Yes. Yeah, no, yeah, no that's the thing as we're watching all these shows. Right. Uh, Dan's like, I want to watch another episode. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough, man, because like, you know, I have so many great memories watching all of these shows and then we're going back and getting like tidbits. Like I know during Halloween we went well, back and... Well, unless you're getting that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we were watching the Boy Meets World episode. Remember that one? And yes. it's just like so great and, I, and it just brings me back to a place where honestly in my normal life... We like were I, I never, young and innocent. Yeah, you don't think about but like when you go there and revisit it, especially with you, Lacey, because I mean... Obviously, I think everybody knows this, but anything with Lacey Lou is just, like, so much fucking fun. Like, I have such a blast with you doing everything that it almost is kind of experiencing everything for the first time. Also, though, she's right there to fucking quote it and reference it, too, so it's even even better. It's, like, the first time, but we both know it, and it's just great, and, and, I, and I love watching it everything with you baby another thing that i loved about you know these family sitcoms and i love you too baby <laughs> sorry i'm getting ahead of myself i, I, like I you gave her a face, face. He did. 
I was like completely disregarded what I just said. Okay. Oh no, but I love doing all these things with you too. I really do. I saw you were working on your phone prepping for the next thing. You're a professional. I got I am. you. That's I what see I was you. Doing, you little you no, you're the best. You're the, you're a pro. <laughs> you're a pro. Uh, no, but uh, one of the things was I was trying to like make that not so obvious. But, uh, <laughs> I was gonna say, you know, one of the cool things that these uh, shows did, you know, on TJF was they always seemed to give like a little happy holiday nod at the end where they're standing in front of their tree. The after credit scene before yes. the MCU. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. Now, did you like those? A lot of the times, like, I thought... I was like, they, let's get to the next episode. Yeah, they were really fucking cheesy. I never really liked those. I, I do, though, I think that uh, when, when you do all these different sitcoms, and we're talking about a lot, especially the TGIF ones, which were obviously kind of PG, you know? Um, I fucking did a Married with Children show for years, <laughs> and that is very not PC. But for these ones, it's very uh, feel good, and there's a lot of ways you can do that, you know. Um, and I think that some of the simple ways is just like the use of snow and stuff like that, you know. The and throw up Christmas lights, and and in a lot of these episodes. The Christmas ambiance was through the roof, and I feel like that's such a key element to all these episodes to make them yeah. really work. And, you know, you kind of already covered the It's a Bundy Full Life. Yes. Which is, that's one of my personal favorites. So good. As well. It's you so know, good. Um, if you guys want to hear that, it's on the Married with Children podcast. Yes. Um, absolutely. But let's get into another TJFer. Yes, let's do it. Which is Step by step, step, Day by Day. Day by Day. Yo, oh, okay. step by step was my jam. <laughs> yeah, where did yeah. it rank? Um, you know, it's okay. Here's the thing: I probably seen the most of step by step, not only just because it was on TGIF, but they played it on whatever the fuck is it now, the ABC Family or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Uh, well, it's Freeform now. Freeform. What? Whatever. I don't even remember what it used to be. Isn't that crazy? It would be on, like, it was one, it was like. What is it? What was that? That's crazy. It that was I ABC Family. Yeah, they used, they changed it so much. But yeah, so. I don't they, know what it was before that. There was another name, though. Right. I, isn't that crazy? Before ABC Family. I know. Like, where, uh, God, I was a teenage werewolf. It had. Remember that show? Yes. Like, I cannot find that anywhere. If anybody knows a link to that, there's so many. Send it there's so me. many classic shows. But uh, yeah, on this particular channel, they would show blocks of it. So it would be probably, I think, hours, sometimes like all day, right? So, yeah, I would binge watch this show. And, you know, in terms of, like, shows like this where obviously, you know, they're on a stage and, you know, they're, they're all very similar in terms of, like, the layout and stuff like that. As far as, like, comedies like that are concerned, this show, it, it was just funny. You know, it was just, it, it was stupid, but, like, the little dorky kid Mark... <laughs> <laughs> and then in this episode in particular, you got uh, what's her name? Uh, Doris Day, as I called her. Yes. Uh, <laughs> is it Roberts? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Uh, Grandma's boy. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll read the synopsis real quick. Do it up, baby. All right. It's Christmas time, and JT feels that he can go skiing with his mates now that he is eighteen. However, the trip doesn't quite go as expected. Bad-tempered Aunt Edna comes for a visit, much too frank in the children's displeasure. 
<laughs> Has part of the fa- here favorite part of the episode's been my narration? Yes, and your <laughs> emphasis on displeasure. Well, I, ch- I, I try to change it every time. Does it always sound the same? No, that one was weird though, because <laughs> I was trying to identify it. And it was kind of scary at times, but I, I think, like I, I, think I like it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I no, got. No, it was like between a witch. And... It was way down under. Yes. Way. <laughs> way. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Okay. <laughs> no, and uh, yeah. So, what did you think about this episode? Oh, I loved it. it yeah. It, you know, I thought it was fun to. Uh, this wasn't something that like I remembered it, but I didn't at the same time. You know, right. like. Uh, you said it yourself, you were like, this reminds me of like a modern day Brady Bunch, basically. They just kind of redid it. That's what it and is. And what's funny about that is, you know, like obviously Carol Brady, right. you know, Carol was, you know, yep. Suzanne Summer's name. Yep. And I'm sorry, but Suzanne Summer aged really fucking well. Yeah. She still looks good. Right. You know? Yep. I don't yep. know why I felt it to say that, but yeah. No, yeah, it's the fucking thigh master. <laughs> uh, yes. Of course, you would go there. Is that what you would like? Wake I'm up so late basic. at night, yeah. Oh, and yeah. like it, you would just see her pumping her legs on the yep. thigh master. Yeah, that's literally exactly just that. Jerk off to it. Merry Christmas, everybody. I mean, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> We're just fucking around, guys. But um, no, this episode. Merry Christmas. Uh, <laughs> um, no, I think honestly, the highlight. So, like we said, Urkel was the highlight. Um, Cody used to be the highlight. I thought you were going to say Patrick Duffy is a leg. No. Uh, no, Cody used to be uh, Sasha uh, until you found out like he was a domestic wife beater or something. I don't I don't know the whole story. You can look him up on his Wikipedia page. Right. But um, Mark has become like watching these older. Mark is now the highlight. Oh, my God. No, that whole... He's so ridiculous. His ending credit scene. He's such a little dork. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, his lines, he's so ridiculous. He's so ridiculous. That, like, yeah. He goes in, like, slow motion to his girlfriend. Yes. And, you know, it's well, funny. We did the Halloween episode. Right, right. And was that... Was Daniel Harris the one that guest starred on that? Was she? I think it was her. Could have been. It was, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Daniel Harris, and, you know, that was a Halloween episode, so it was funny to see him, like, go after a hot girl on right. this one. The Christmas episode, he has, like, this really nerdy chick as his girlfriend. And and I think that show um, kind of delegated the comedy pretty well amongst all the characters, you know? Yeah, I tried anyway. Like, even with, uh, what's her name, Al there, and, and her, because she's got a smart mouth, and she's kind of known as, like, a tough kind of tomboyish yeah. character. And then and then the aunt comes right in and they go to the what? The the aunt. Aunt? Aunt. 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 The aunt. The yeah, do you guys say it aunt or aunt? Aunt, right? It's yeah. Aunt. That's what the well, aunt. you say aunt. Right, so the aunt <laughs> comes in <laughs> and they go toe to toe and I just like that exchange. You know what I'm saying? Um at any given time I feel like they can put comedy and kind of apply it to any one of those characters and it's and it's kind of funny. In its own different way. But, like you said, Mark, you're right. Absolutely. On rewatch. <laughs> steals the fucking show. And, like, and, and if you really watch it, they're really playing towards him in this one. Yeah, they really are. It's so ridiculous. And JT's so selfish. Oh, JT sucks. Yeah. Like, he comes, like, he goes to, the, the funny part is he goes to uh, skiing in this fucking shitty ass ski 
right. cabin. Right. Like, there's no heat, no nothing. And you got two guys that, like, are dressed up as Beavis and Butthead. Yes. And Dan actually asked me, he's like, are those the real guys? They sound exactly yeah, yeah. like and them, And they're though. dressed like them, and they look like them. Right. And they bring in, like, a porno tape. Like, yes. No, that's the one thing that, like, I'm, it's kind of like a theme with what we're noticing in these. There's a lot of, like, adult humor as well. Right. Um... You know, I think a, a lot. lot. I think a lot of people, like in 2020, would probably associate this with like, oh, these people are pervs or whatever. But right. honestly, I just think a lot of these shows kind of threw these kind of adult jokes in because obviously they're probably watching it with their kids. Right. Of course. You know. And Absolutely. honestly, when I was a kid, I missed all of this. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, I didn't notice it until I was an adult. Does that make sense? Right. Absolutely. No, I remember this episode. Do I remember that they were watching a porn? No. Not at all. But do you, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, I mean, sure. you don't notice those things until you're old right. enough to get what's going to on. To get it. And then yeah. and then it, it, it also adds to it because as an adult, you can appreciate it on a whole different level. <laughs> yeah. You know what I, I mean? mean? It's it, funny. It, it is funny. That's what, that's what I'm trying but to say. But it's not over like, the top, though. It's not so heavy-handed. Do you think that's purposely done because of what I just said? Uh, I mean, that's... I. I, I don't know. Because otherwise like, it wouldn't make sense, right? For them to put that in there. Like, I mean, the right. the adult aunt and, I, okay, aunt so I, and Sabrina being yep, topless. Right. I think with these shows that they know that it's going to definitely play to all different age groups. That's what they're aiming for. To, like, have families try, and, try and watch, you know, TV together. But do you think that pushes the bar too far? No. On these shows, no. No. Because no? they're subtle enough. And... and I'll say this to though. To watch porn? Some of the, uh, well, yeah, I mean. To I'm, have a topless aunt that's running kinda, around in her bra? I think even now, though. I'm not PC, but right. like, I'm just saying, like. I don't know. Hey, you you think differently as yeah. you get older. Yeah, I, I okay. Is here, this something you would let your kids watch? I mean, I yes, would. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Here, okay, here, here's my position on it. I think then. It was like, oh, it's kind of a big deal, but it's funny. Now, much bigger deal. All of it. Because it's 2020. No, because everybody's so fucking sensitive. Yeah, now. Yeah, absolutely. Everybody sucks. Like, and, and that's the thing, too. Nobody understands context. Nobody can can actually see that, like, hey, man, these are jokes. Like, we're, we're here to fucking have fun. Everybody just gets so offended by everything that, ah! Like, or maybe they just implemented these things because they're like, hey, fucking Merry Christmas. And I, exactly. <laughs> and I also think that, yeah, like, they probably humored themselves, you know, much like the, the iconic, uh, you know, things in all the Disney movies and all that kind of stuff. You know, they have right, to entertain the subliminal themselves. Message, but know. I don't think that it's like over the top, like, oh, this is like a raunchy thing. Because also, remember this. Remember this. On Fox, you do have your married with children's. So, so. Which is you, way more So you top. can really push it. Now, does that kind of go for their target audience that they were trying to go for with the TGIF lineup? No. But at the same time, that doesn't mean that they can't kind of throw in their own little things uh, subtly. And I think that they did. Yeah, you I think know, I guess I did. was just surprised that, like, I noticed it as much as I did. Uh, I noticed in, an, in a later episode that we're about to review yes. here some language <laughs> that I right. was like, oh, shit, like, wow. <laughs> yeah, I think the... Well, I guess that would probably be... I got a uh, foam of the mouth there. Fellatio. <laughs> Effie. <laughs> Effie, I failed. <laughs>
But yes, step by step, um, <laughs> it, it really is uh, definitely a, an original show, I think, um, even though it is a Brady Bunch uh, ripoff. Yeah, and this episode specifically, it yeah. did, um, you know, the hol- or Halloween, fuck, <laughs> the, the Christmas decorations yes. were to the nine. Yes. And it really, it, you mentioned it does look like the Family Matters set as well. It's the same fucking thing. Yeah, we were pretty convinced that it's the same house. It's also similar to the Full House one uh, in ways. I, I understand that it's like... There's no balcony. But yeah, th- there's no balcony. You're right. Yeah. Absolutely. But, but it's still the same setup. And so in this one, JT... Um, is he, a dick. He's a little selfish prick who goes to the ski place and Patrick Duffy, Frank, goes and gets him because he wants his kid home. <laughs> and when JT when he brings him home, JT acts like... You know, he's yep. like king shit. Like, hey, I came home for Christmas. Love me. Right. You know? <laughs> like, your dad just picked you up. <laughs> right. Yeah. And and that whole episode, though, like, if, see, the character of the dad, Patrick Duffy, always, he would always go back and forth between, like, hey, I'm the cool dad to being, like, a neurotic little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and in this instance, he kind of played it cool. And I was like, oh, I was like, he's playing it cool. All right, yeah, he's cool with it. And then as soon as he left, he's like, that ungrateful, <laughs> you know, he's <laughs> yeah. freaking out. So I was like, oh, okay. But um, but yeah, like how we went to go pick him up and everything. I, I thought it was great. I thought that, I, I said this when we were watching the episode too, that I like when, because they don't always do this, I like when episodes uh, get out of the house, so to yeah. speak. So they or do it's lo- not in the like the, the same main, location. The main studio, yeah. They build another set, and uh, and this <laughs> they one they spend a little more money. Exactly, yeah. They did the cabin set and the exterior, yeah, of the cabin as well. And I thought the exterior was very well done. I mean, it, it obviously you can tell that there's sets like on yeah. all of these shows or whatever because they're very uh, the way it's shot. Yeah, but if you're talking about framed, Chris- if you're talking about Christmas episodes, though. Um, I think that they did a good job with those sets trying to kind of put forth that ambiance. I think that they did a good job. Same. Yeah. And I think the last sitcom that we'll talk about tonight is a classic. Ooh. Um, You know, this is a show that I think everybody that I know, at least that I grew up with, at least watches at some point in time, (laughs) which which is... is... What would you do if I said Oh yes. Uh, the Wonder Years. And this episode is called Christmas. This is one of those episodes. Uh, actually, I'm sorry. I'll let you get into the synopsis first. Okay. <laughs> yes. The synopsis. Which voice am I going to do this time? Do uh, do it in Brian Salmons' voice. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, it's basically the same thing as Daniel Stern's. <laughs> they do sound alike. I've said that on previous episodes. Yes, you have. <laughs> I don't think I can do that, so I'm just going to do my own thing. What would you do? Okay, sorry. I just did that. You did. Better than me. Kevin and Wayne try to convince Jack to buy a color television for Christmas. Meanwhile... Kevin tries to find the perfect present for Winnie after she unexpectedly gives him a present. Wow. (laughs) Now, okay, like, I kind of get, you know, when Kevin is searching for the perfect gift for Winnie. When I was a kid, like, I mean, I still do it. I do it with you even. You know, when I had a boyfriend or whatever, I'm like, God, what can I get him that is not going to make me look like a complete fucking tool? Right. You know? Yeah. Gift giving is hard. Is it? 
I think so. Is it easier when somebody makes an Amazon list and you just buy everything off of that? So much fucking easier. <laughs> <laughs> and also, uh, Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas, yes. <laughs> See, I like to try to like be thoughtful and think outside the box, and I think that's what makes me such a great gift giver. What do you mean? So you're saying I don't? Have did, Are any of your gifts outside of the box? Absolutely. Yeah, they're Absolutely. not just off my Amazon wish list? A lot of them are, but there's a couple. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> if they get here in time. And that's one thing that we talked about before. Like, the trials and tribulations of doing all your shopping through the mail. So hopefully everything will come through in time. <laughs> Let's hope, fingers <laughs> for, crossed. For my sake. Um, this also one is, um, you know, they the, the kids try to convince the parents to get them a color television. Okay, no. First of all, I haven't watched The Wonder Years in fucking forever. And right out of the gate, I remembered this episode. I was like, oh my God, I remember this one. So as I'm watching it, I fucking realized, we both realized and we started talking about it like immediately. How ridiculous Wayne actually is. <laughs> He's, so He's the most ridiculous fucking character ever. And also, he gets like the greatest fucking lines. And you also pointed out the fact that the episode is about them getting a, 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 a color tele- TV, yes. which he's also in... Um, Back to the Future, part yes, one. absolutely. And what's the line? <laughs> Reruns. Or, it's brand new. It's... (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I want a color TV. (laughs) No, but did you ever have, like, a gift that you desperately wanted that you did not get? They ended up actually getting their color television two years later. Right, two years later, yeah. Um, I... No, I kind of always got what I want. I remember every time I would get a new fucking game system. That was always like the dopest gift. But like I always got them. See, I don't think I ever got anything like that. Like I got Really? <laughs> yeah, I got a lot of clothes and I, like I'm trying to th- like maybe as like So a did kid, you have like, to buy your own PlayStations? I didn't have like I didn't have a PlayStation. Yeah. I um my uncle let me borrow his. Okay. You Uncle know, Kevin. yeah, Uncle Kevin let me borrow his PlayStation, and I had it right for on. like so long. Yeah, he let me borrow it. Um, we had a Super Nintendo, but that was something that like my dad had bought for himself, and we just got to play it. Right. Um, yeah. No, I, I'm not kidding. That's a true story. Um, it's like don't touch my Nintendo. You know, the I think the biggest electronic I ever got was that DVD player that you know me and Nikki were talking about yes. on um, yep. episode three of yeah, uh, yeah. Twelve Days of Chasemus. Um, you know, I desperately wanted a video camera for so long. I mean, that was my passion. That's what I wanted to do. So, right. Um, right. I think I'm still pretty bitter about it, to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, I feel like who knows what I would have done with that. Right. Like, I mean, right. my parents had their own video camera, but I wanted my own. Yeah, for you sure. Know? Absolutely. And I think I could have been really creative and made a lot of content. Like, who knows what I'd be doing now had that. I think, like, I know, wow. like, yeah, I just feel like that was a significant thing that just didn't right. happen for me. Right, 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 um, yeah. Creatively, and it kind of showed the level of where, you know, my parents were at for pushing me towards my goals and my ambitions. Uh-huh. Because that was something I was really passionate about, and right. I, I mean, I asked for it for years and never got it, so. Right. Yeah. Right, yeah, no, that definitely, that definitely sucks, and it also makes my answer look even dumber. 
So I was going to say like a Ninja Turtle that I never got. Or really? Yeah, no. <laughs> no, I it was always stupid stuff. Yeah. I mean, it might sound like I'm being bratty or whatever, but yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, my mom got me a suitcase uh, because they had bought a vacation to Florida that we all went. I mean, it wasn't something that was just specifically what do you for me. Mean yeah, a that, suitcase. Yeah, that's. They're that's, like, we packed it for you too. You're leaving now. Like what? Yeah, no, it was ridiculous. We went on a cruise. It was like that's the worst horrible. vacation ever. <laughs> wow. I mean, I love the memories that I created. Yes, but right, at the same but, time, I really wanted a fucking video camera. Yeah. <laughs> and then my mom said, Aww, "Oh, baby. well, I tried to get you this one, but they were also like, you could have found one. Like, right. I mean, it's not that hard. Yeah." But, or you could have just gave me yours and been like, hey, it's yours to keep because you don't even use it. But all right. <laughs> I mean, whatever. I'll take a hand-me-down. Yes. So <laughs> that's that's just my thing. But yes. Yeah. Yes, uh, So, yes, I kind of relate to the color television, only they actually got theirs. Eventually, right. I never did. Right. <laughs> well, and I also like, too, the way Kevin was trying to get at his dad and the narration. He's just like, all right. I got him in the perfect moment. He's and like, then, remember when I played Santa Claus in the school play? Yeah, he's like, yeah, that, he's like, that was funny, huh? And then Wayne just comes over and ruins it, <laughs> like, several times. Man, I love The Wonder Years. What a well-crafted show. You know, you, you were talking about the narration a lot, and man, does it play such a big part in that show. And as we're watching it and... And they're picking out a Christmas tree as well and, and all these things. Um, it really is one of those quintessential, I think, uh, TV Christmas ep- episodes. I really do. Yeah, I agree completely. Um, you know, it was 80s. Right. Some of the best stuff is with the dad and Kevin. And really, it kind it's of involves so much the whole And family. Winnie, too. Winnie, too. Yeah, so that whole thing, too. Yeah, well, how did you think about... How that whole thing played out because when he finally did, uh, did he was it the cologne or was it the snow globe? He went with the snow globe. He he, he when he brought it to her, he goes, "This was supposed to be perfume, but she wasn't there." But he's, you know, you know, her brother died. Like who says and he's that? Like yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, he gets pissed about it. Right. <laughs> like that was such a weird scene. things about Winnie about Brian about my family about how things get lost or messed up Sweet. 
then it happened. It started to pour. The thing was, Dad just stood there. We all wanted to run for cover, but Dad was just standing there. So we just stood there with him. paper and started being about memory. At first that was disappointing, until I learned that memory is a way of holding on to the things you love, the things you are, the things you wish to never lose. And I learned from Winnie that in a world that changes too fast, the best we can do is wish each other Merry Christmas. And good luck. I was like, why would they both say what they just said? Right. <laughs> like, that's horrible. But yeah, uh, The Wonder Years. Uh, it's a it's a fantastic show. This was a great episode. And I like that I remembered it. And I, and, and it yeah. really does make me want to revisit it because... There's so many moments like that. Well, not only that, though, I don't know how much of these shows I've actually seen. Like, I know I watched the finale, obviously, of the Wonder Years that we've talked about before. I know that I've seen, um, you know, let, let's put it this way. If we put on kind of like a somewhat of a random episode uh-huh. and I know it, well, then it definitely piques my interest as to how much I've actually seen of the show, you know? Yeah. Seeing it all laid out in front of me. And one of the key moments of this specific episode, yeah, um, he talks about like family traditions or whatever and to lead into the next segue... Um, you know, one of the traditions that we have now, uh, ironically, you know, I didn't really notice it until today, but this is something that I've watched, um, for a long time every year because it's one of my favorite episodes of, um, TV ever. Yes. And we have watched it every year since we've been together because, and I just didn't realize that because there was space and distance in time at one point, Right. but the last three Christmases and you know, we've been together for three Christmases now. It's crazy, right? Yeah, that is crazy. It's our third Christmas. That's wild. Um, so I watched this episode and it's cool that you get to watch it with me now. Absolutely. And that episode, do you want to sing it? Somebody <laughs> That would be Smallville. One of the yes. greatest shows ever. <laughs> and this episode, like, obviously, like, I'm a huge Michael Rosenbaum um, fan. Like, I've loved him since Zoe, Duncan, Jack, and Jane. Yes. It's deep cut right there. Yep, um, that is. You know, Sorority Boys, Urban Legends, 
Uh, you she know. said some really Well, I mean, I just love him. I mean, he was in this movie, Sweet November. Like, I I mean, I've literally followed him throughout his entire career, so. And the best Lex Luthor, let's obviously. He is the best like, Lex Luthor. Like, nobody even, John Cryer, get the fuck out of here. Now, I mean. Is it Lex Luthor or Lex Luthor? Luthor. Luthor. Luthor, yeah. Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor. Hey, Luthor. <laughs> Wow. All right, so I'm going to give the synopsis of one of my favorite TV episodes of all time. Yes. Which is called Lexmas. Yes. Lex is shot on Christmas Eve by a murderous carjacking couple and has to undergo life-threatening surgery to prevent permanent paralysis. While he is under, Lex dreams of a possible future life in which he has happily married to Lana with a young son and a baby daughter on the way. Meanwhile, Clark helps Chloe to deliver some donated Christmas presents to underprivileged children. <laughs> that was that was that was a long one. You rolled your R for underprivileged. <laughs> I didn't, that yeah. fucking happened. Every day? Merry fucking Christmas. <laughs> Jingle balls out. Well, this is one of my favorite episodes and you know, I think it's because one of my favorite Christmas movies of all time is The Family Man. And I feel like it kind of does a play on that. You know, it's right. kind of like a ghost of Christmas past kind of, or kind of what you can see what your life is like, obviously, yes. like on the other side, if you make different choices. Right. You know, and I think we all come to those crossroads in our lives um, to where. What could have been. Yeah. And, you know, I feel like I had one of those moments when I was, I hate to bring this up, but when I was getting married, like, I think the reason that I got married was because what if I don't? Right. And you know what? <laughs> it would have been a lot better had I not. <laughs> but it was one of those moments. It's like, am I going to regret this? So you just got to go for it. Yeah. And it doesn't always work out. And, you know, so it's not always great. The grass is not always greener on the other side. Right. And, however, in this episode, for Lex Luthor, it kind of is. Mm-hmm. Although, what I love so much about it is the fact that he goes and sees what his life could have been like, but because his dad was such a prick, Lionel, right. Right. you know, he he's still about money and everything, Right. that he realizes that he needs to do these things to, you know, go on. Right. Or to accomplish what he needs to accomplish, unfortunately. Like, he can't, be, he, like, I, he's, he's not going to be able he's to He's got to be Lex Luthor. Yeah. Unfortunately. It's like, that's his destiny. That's his fate. I thought you didn't make house calls. Given the circumstances, I made an exception. Oh, not to worry, Griff. We Luthers are made of pretty tough and definitely expensive material. You sure your morphine drip isn't turned up too high? Well, it's not every day one has a near-death experience. That's true. Much like Ebenezer Scrooge, I realized that what I want more than anything to live happily ever after. And do you know what the secret to living happily ever after is? Power. Money. And power. See, once you have those two things, you can secure everything else. And keep it that way. So what am I doing here, Lex?
pull the pin on that grenade. Find it, fake it. Do whatever it takes to knock Jonathan Kent out of the race. I want to be senator. I want it all. Consider it done. Here's the here's the thing that you said too while we were watching it. You were like, you know, it really helps to kind of um, be in these shows, like watch like, all the episodes all around. together. Yeah, for sure. But you know what's great about us is we've seen these shows and we know these characters. That I actually did know what you meant. Like I I know why it's so tragic because. From the jump, I feel like Lex is a very sympathetic character. Yeah. Like, they were friends, you know? And and they were just... I mean, obviously, it's it's the Superman universe. A lot of crazy shit happens. But I you always feel like there's a lot of good in Lex. And that's, honestly, probably my favorite part of that entire series. They humanize series. him. Absolutely. He's one of the best characters. He's, He's not great. just a villain. Like, you see the transgression of where it goes. and Yeah. You know, He's it, amazing. It, and it's He's, not necessarily unwarranted. Yeah. You know, it's, he's kind of you know, a victim of circumstance in a sense. They, but at the same time, he does create his own... He fucks up too. Yeah. He fucks up, but there was also episodes where where Clark, you know... Clark's a little bitch sometimes. Yes. Clark is the See? Dawson of Smallville. It's so true. Wow. <laughs> like, I, you know I, I, that's how I see it. But you know what's great, <laughs> though? And, and you know, just watching um, this show again, which, again, I can't wait to revisit this right. one. and we're going to. Because... I never finished this one, and it's been irking me. Yeah, I know. But, like, that's what I'm saying. I want to watch it. So, um, looking back, though, it's amazing to see how, like, you know, like you just said, a Dawson's Creek, take that teen kind of formula, that 90210 thing, and, and mix it with superhero stuff, which... Is it's kind of a bold move, but obviously at the same time, if you've ever, ever read a comic, it's very similar to that. A lot of it, it's it's a lot of you know love interest kind of stuff and and storylines like that. So to see Smallville kind of come to fruition the way it did, and and kind of the impact that it's had on shows like it, like fucking Arrow, like the Fra- like the Flash. Um, it's created like a whole new fucking genre to the point where those shows, universe. well, those shows now exactly that universe is actually even transcended into the movies now, making that connection. So, like, how dope is that? That we live so in a dope. world that this is happening. Like, 
all your favorite things are just like coming together and it's one big orgasm. Tom Welling comes back. Felicio! Even, <laughs> even though his portrayal of Superman sucked because he didn't have any powers, like, he still came back. It was kind of dope. Like, well, but they didn't bring like. I know, they back. fucked they, up. They got a. Uh, what's. Uh, Don't cry. Yeah. Yeah, it's horrible. It was a horrible decision. They tried, though, and, and, and I appreciate the effort, you know, especially with all the Spider Man shit coming out with shared universes and. All that kind of good stuff. I'm a crane fighter. <laughs> Get Blank Man in there. I do I do love um, this episode, though, as well. Ever since, kind of, we started watching it together, it really does remind me why I love that show so much. And me. It, it just And you, baby, of course. <laughs> I love you more every day. And I love this episode. Uh, it's one of those episodes to where you notice something different every time you kind of watch it or you just remember it and it's kind of funny like when Clark is on top of the roof talking to the drunk Santa. Oh my God. I told... Yeah, like... We, you know, <laughs> we're talking about watching this annually. I don't remember that scene. Yeah, we've watched it three times now together. Like, wow. And then I guess they were implying that that was the real Santa. <laughs> that and that the Santa has lost faith in the, you know, Christmas spirit and he's drunk and he's about to commit suicide. Right. <laughs> jump off the building and Clark catches him as he falls. Of course, he runs like, down the fucking side of the building. And catches him. <laughs> the show is so extra. It yeah, really is. But I it's love Superman. it. And, you know, like I said, uh, if, you, if you've been watching it, this is season five, episode nine, Lexmas. If you've watched, you know, if yeah. I recommend watching one through five. Like, it's such a quirky cool show right. uh, with a lot of heart and I, you know the graphics might not hold up but the story and the characters definitely do oh nobody cares about that shit it's all about the heart it's all about that the characters of that show it's it's a fun show yeah it, it's a sad show as well like, it's a very sad show yeah. and, and it changed the game like I said it's a game changer I remember my grandparents watching it yeah yeah somebody said like, and I was just like I'm not in this like I didn't yeah. get into it till you know maybe Season four. Right. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. I mean, that's a big, that's four years difference. Wow. You know, what What year did this come out? Like 2000, 2001? Yep, like, I something mean, like that. That went from me being to a sixth grader to a ninth grader. So, I mean, you tell me. Yeah, I was always you sad know, that, about how Pete just left the show. Well, Pete was a little bitch. <laughs> what I, do you mean? With his bubble gum. With the- <laughs> <laughs> Every fucking day. Baby. But I know I really love this episode. Yeah. And I love, you know, the contradiction of, you know, going what right. if. Right. And I always, I was always a really big fan of Lex and Lana and, oh, you but, know. Uh, can I add something as well? Yeah. Uh, Lionel goes hard at this episode. He does. He's like, wow. no, I'm not going to save your dying wife. Wow. He and he was hard. just like, these are your grandchildren. He's like, how can I have grandchildren? I don't even have a son. <laughs> he was so <laughs> ruthless. Yeah. No, and, and it's just, again, you know, it speaks to that that tragic aspect of the Lex character. So, yeah, I think that some of the best Christmas episodes, they do that Christmas <laughs> Subtly. thing. Yeah, they do it. But at the same time, they continue to, to kind of move the story forward not in terms of like the story but uh lex's character you know it's that's some character building right there this one started off like straight up with a christmas song yes yeah and i love that song and obviously you're probably gonna hear it (laughs) maybe right now yes (laughs) (laughs) all right baby what is the next television 
episode. Uh, this is actually one of the most coveted Christmas episodes uh, claimed that I see yeah? a lot of people talk about. Yeah, it's like it makes you know number one on a lot of lists for Christmas television episodes. Ooh, okay. Which right. is Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Fuck yes. Season three, episode ten, Amends. Okay. Um, how should I read this one? Should I read it in a Santa voice or an elf voice? Uh, okay, I got it. Read it as Drusilla. <laughs> yes. Merry Christmas. Oh, fuck. Okay. She's not even in this episode. But... <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> She's so always out of it. What right, is that check. doing? As <laughs> the Christmas holiday approaches, Angel is tormented by evil apparitions <laughs> who want him to eliminate Buffet. Was that good or no? That was solid. That was like, good. If you could see the hand gestures good and like where she like swings her head. Like, like my, there's so many things going on in my she head. She was so, such a fucking psycho. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, she went crazy. What, yeah. a, what a crazy ass character. What a crazy ass episode. Yeah. No. And, and talking about <laughs> character building, I loved how... They did the same thing with Angel's character in this episode. Yeah, well, because, I mean, obviously, like, some of the last times you've seen him was, uh, you know, when Buffy is putting that, you know, sword through him at the end of season two. Right! And so, I love how it gives you a recap on this episode, because if you hadn't seen it, like, it shows you, like, because obviously he just came back. People are very apprehensive of him, because he's supposed to be in the pits of hell. Giles fucking with his little crossbow. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, you have to invite me in. He's like, oh, I'm aware, motherfucker. Back up. Back up. (laughs) But yes, Angel is tormented. Yes. And he keeps, it's kind of like the ghost of Christmas past, in a Mm -hmm. sense, you know, where he's visited by all of, uh, you know, the people that he really, really hurt. Uh, yes. You know, he and kills bit. Miss Calendar. <laughs> yep. Um, but the whole goal is, you know, he was brought back by uh, the bringers. Right. To, uh, this, to eliminate Buffy because obviously she stands in the way not only against vampires but against, you know, all evil. You might want to ask Angelus for that one because well, Angel like to do that shit. <laughs> well, this is the first evil though. Right. This is before anything, uh, I can't, the first sin. Right. And I can't remember the other thing at the moment. But yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, no, this is a great episode as well, and, you know, because Buffy is so strong that you don't get to see her emotion a lot of the time, uh-huh. because, you know, she lets things just go, Right. but Angel is, like, her soft spot, and totally. she hasn't been able to tell him how she feels since he came back, because everybody's so apprehensive, because is he right. jealous? Is he going to go bad again? Right. Because he really did create chaos in season two, Right. you know, and that yeah. moment at the end, and she was like, I love you so much, and right. she's like, this sucks, like, why are you here, kind of thing. Angel, please, you have to get inside. They told me to kill you. You were in the dream, you know. It told me to lose my soul in you and become a monster again. I know what it told you. What does it matter? Because I wanted to. Because I want you so badly. I want to take comfort in you. And I know it'll cost me my soul. And a part of me doesn't care. (laughs) I'm weak. I've never been anything else. It's not the demon in me that needs killing Buffy. It's the man. You're weak. 
everybody is. Everybody fails. Maybe this evil did bring you back. But if it did, it's because it needs you. And that means that you can hurt it. You know, you have the power to do real good. To make amends. But if you die now, then all that you ever were was a monster. Angel, please, the sun is coming Just up. Just go. I won't. Once you think this is simple? You think there's an easy answer? You can never understand what I've done. Now go. You are not staying here. I will leave you. Am I a thing worth saving, huh? Am I a righteous man? The world wants me gone. What about me? I love you so much. And I tried to make you go away. I killed you and it didn't help. And I hate it. I hate that it's so hard. And that you can hurt me so much. I know everything that you did because you did it to me. I wish that I wished you dead. I don't. and it's painful and it's every day it's what we have to do and we can do it together but if you're too much of a coward for that then burn if I can't convince you that you belong in this world then I don't know what can but do not expect me to watch and don't expect me to mourn for you because But she's so glad that he is because she loves him. And, right. like, she didn't... I mean, she fucking thought she killed him. Yeah. So, there's that. Sent him to hell. I mean, like, kind of like her hellish Courtney Cox scream three bangs going on in this. Oh, they were kind of atrocious. Yeah. Oh, my God. They were so bad. But, 
but yeah, that was honestly the, exactly what you're talking about. That whole storyline in those first couple seasons is so powerful. And I know what you mean when they do have those moments. They really hit. They fucking yeah. hit. And that that show always really got me in kind of a very um, tragic way, especially for those two characters as well. And because I haven't finished that one as well, which I will admit, um, that really bothers me because, you know, I did I did watch, you know, Angel here and there. I thought it was a fun show, but it definitely was nothing like Buffy, I thought. Um, Buffy's just its own kind but of But Angel entity. has one of the best crossover episodes in cinematic history. That's what that's what you were saying. Yes. And that and and that's like I said one of the that many That makes you re- even want to watch oh, it more. Oh dude, cuz I like that show. Don't oh, get me wrong. Dude. I I <laughs> I do. I I really like uh that show a lot, but I just feel like it it just kind of derived too far from Buffy and what Buffy kind of um evoked. Uh, emotionally so did yeah. this episode give you the christmas feels absolutely it like was it the most christmasy episode ever no i think it's probably the least one that we watched right exactly but it was it kind of brought back the feels for me in terms of watching this show when it first aired and i remember when they always go back in the olden days and you see angel uh you know as a vampire uh, doing his thing fucking way back in the olden days. I always thought that was the coolest fucking thing. Also, too, you had said, just look, just look at this. And we were looking at the set design and how gothic it looked. Yeah, it really does. I love the set design of Buffy. It's, it's honestly so one good. of the best sets. And yeah, I just love it's it. It's so good. The show is one of my favorite of yep. all times. And so is the next show we're going to talk Ooh, about. Oh, yes. The should final we, one. Yeah, should we get into that? Let's do yeah. it, baby. I mean, like, because there's not a whole lot of Christmas to talk about in Buffy. Uh, one thing that we noticed through a lot of these episodes that we were watching for Christmas, they're mm-hmm. all looking for a Christmas tree. Right. Like, they go yeah. to, like, a Christmas... Like, I'm sorry, the only time that I ever, in my entire life, I never... We never had a real tree. Mm-hmm. The only time I've ever been in a lot like that was when I was coming to get you for lunch. <laughs> yes. I used to sell Christmas trees. I would be so happy when I see you just... It's uh, like, fuck this tree. Fuck that tree, yeah. <laughs> just drop it. Picking back up and, you know, the cape... Yep. We're going to Cape Side. We are going to Cape Side High. I don't want to wait for this episode to be over. Well, no, baby. We got to do it the proper way. Well, the way that it's now? Yep. No, we're going to stick with the way that we knew oh, it that was, I, Your heart uh, is in my hand. My head is in the clouds. It's just tough to listen yeah, it was, to. Yeah, it's terrible. Yep. But, you know, you've seen it so many times now. Uh, yeah. yeah. So we're we're actually tough. going to season six. Yes. Uh, for this one, which is the final season. Right. And it's called Merry Mayhem. Okay. Here's what I'll say about this episode. <laughs> I remember the basic plot lines of it. That being spoiler alert. Uh, Audrey's drunk as shit. And she drives fucking into, into Dawson's the house. house. <laughs> <laughs> All right. She so dr- <laughs> I'll read the plot synopsis. Oh my god! Yes, please do. All right. Who do you want me to read it as this time? Um, read it as Grams. I knew you were going to go there. I know. <laughs> I'll see you soon, child. <laughs> oh, that's fucked up. That's fucked up. Dawson goes back to Cape Side to celebrate Christmas and brings Natasha and Todd with him. Where Dawson can't get past the fact that he saw Natasha and Max together and Todd's drunkenness brother, Gail. Joey also arrives back in Cape Side with Audrey, where Eddie later arrives Eddie. with a Christmas tree to celebrate. 
there, Eddie meets and has an argument with Joey's father, Mike Potter, who worries that Eddie might not be good for Joey since he's now unemployed and doesn't go to college. What the fuck? Pacey also comes back to spend time with his brother, Doug, who does not like the expensive gifts and constant lavish spending Pacey is doing after making a lot of money at a stock trading job. The gang as well as Jen and me, Grams, gather to have Christmas dinner at the Leary household, which goes disastrously wrong when a drunken Todd makes an embarrassing thanks, but not as embarrassing as Audrey's, whose drinking problem has gone so out of control that she tells everybody off and drives Pacey's car into the house. Wow. First off... You know you love somebody when you can just sit and watch them by the fire and sleep. Um, I'll say this, that your gram sounds uh, suspiciously like old lady Winona Ryder. (laughs) 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 I'll I'll make that point (laughs) at first. It never snowed. Second of all... (laughs) It's the same one! And then second of all, I will say this, that... um, we had a lot of good uh, plot synopsis in a row there, and that one, just for one episode of a fucking television show, <laughs> was extremely extra and lengthy. It was the only one there. I liked I liked the way that you uh, that you narrated though. It was worth it just for that. Was it? My yes. voice kind of hurts. No. <laughs> now, okay. Again, I remember this episode. Uh, on rewatch, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I had no idea how fucking extra this episode really was. Um, you know, like you obviously said earlier, we're talking later seasons, mm-hmm. right? So, so Dawson had already gone off to California. He brings back He's an fucking AP. yeah. He brings back who? who what was his name? Todd. Todd. His or he's an AD. Sorry. Um. Yeah. Todd is the director. Todd's the director. He's a filmmaker. And then he brings uh the the little actress Natasha from there Natasha who from, is from Resurrection. Yes. And, and Rules of Engagement, who was also co-starred with Oliver Hudson. Fuck fucking Eddie. Eddie. <laughs> yeah. And now, what did you think of um? Ugh, I don't even want to say in this episode. Uh, like, why do you hate Eddie so much in in just a few words on this show? Because it prolonged the inevitable with her and Pacey. Yeah, he was completely just like a filler fucking character, and and especially in this episode too. Like he just so you can just tell they're not meant to be together. No, and I'm like, why are you wasting your time? But you know, as all I grow the charm. Older, I've wasted my time. Right. Well, so yeah. I, get it. I mean, listen, all the charm in that relationship was from Joey. <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> like her smile. She had and... one of the weirdest lines of dialogue oh, that wait. I've ever heard her speak. Okay. Like, all right. So obviously, this is like Kevin Williams's baby. Yeah. Um, but he hasn't written since like season two. So clearly, so, wasn't him at this. Yeah. Point. And yeah. one of the lines of dialogue was, uh, he was like. Uh, he says something to Joey. She, he's Eddie. Yeah. He says, uh, well, that's, but we have great sex. She's like, oh, please. I had better sex when I was in elementary school. Which right. is, like, that is not something that Joey would say. Right. I'm sorry. That just was not her character arc, in my right. opinion. Yeah, she's very snarky and witty. However, I think that was a, like, I'm not offended easily or whatever, but, uh-huh. like, watching it now, because I'm not as familiar with the later seasons, because, like, I kind of right. stop after season three every right. time on rewatch. That's kind of what Because fuck season stop. four. Right. But, um. Yeah. Yeah. I just, the 
I just don't feel like that was something her character would specifically say. And even coming from somebody... On a Christmas episode, even, nonetheless. Yeah, but even coming from a character that you would expect it from, like Todd, he even has uh, a line at the dinner table where he's drunk as fuck. Not as drunk as Audrey, but he's drunk as fuck. <laughs> and he says something about, uh, it's an underage girl, but we don't talk about that. Yeah. Like, well, what do you mean? Like, the Weinsteins a part of this? Yeah, well, yeah oh. I mean, it was what he No, I, I'll say this, though. It's like, I, that's the kind of shit that I was talking about earlier to where, like, I think you could make jokes like that back then, but now... This was 2002. Yeah, everybody's... It, that was... It's weird to say, but yeah, like, unfortunately... I think it's a different time, you know? Yeah. Um, I say unfortunately. 18 years ago. I get it. There's a lot of dumb people who can't take a joke, and that's why, you know, um, that can't account for everybody, you know, um, having having a sense of humor. So, anyways, um, I, I'll say this, though, that this episode was so fucking hilarious <laughs> in so many ways, uh, but that dinner scene with Audrey, I mean, uh, we'll, we'll just play it right here. I uh, have to say that I'm really impressed with what you've done with your life, Dawson. I mean, I've known this kid since he was running around making movies with a, uh, a video camera. It's really amazing to see how far he's come. Thank you, Mr. Potter. It means a lot. Uh, maybe you guys have an opening for uh, Eddie here. You're looking for work, aren't you, Eddie? I like Eddie. We never found a replacement for Phil the PA, did we? Yeah, well, film's not really my thing. Thanks for thinking about me, Mr. Potter. Well, what is your thing, Eddie? Dad. What? I'm curious. No, you're not. You're being a dick. Joey. Uh, Mr. Potter? Yes, Audrey? Can I ask you another question about prison? Sure, Audrey. <laughs> yeah. So, why is it that you don't think Eddie's good enough for your daughter? Audrey, back off. What is your problem, princess? I was sticking up for Joe Dirt over there. <laughs> this isn't going to end well. Why don't you shut up, Pacey? You're out of line, Audrey. Of course I am. Anyone messes with the one that got away, and you get all up on your high horse, don't you? Audrey. Oh, excellent. Another party heard from. What's your problem, Lindley? I think you're the one with the problem. Oh, that devilishly clever of you, Jen. Oh. Honey, are you still upset that I shagged your dream boy? Because I am sorry about that. What are you even doing here? I missed my flight, bitch. <laughs> Which is really terribly unfortunate because if you think that spending Christmas here on Walton Mountain is my idea of a good time, then you all are about as high as I am right now. Audrey, why don't you go lay down? Oh, you know, thanks for that, Gail. Really? But I think I'm kind of just getting started here. Do any of you have any idea how incredibly hypocritical this whole little gathering is? I mean, I'd be flying high on a pleasingly potent cocktail of vodka and painkillers. And thank you, by the way, Gail, for the painkillers. But I seem to be seeing things a little bit clearer than, than, than any of you. Dawson? Pacey? You guys hate each other, don't you? You're never gonna be able to, to mend this little rift that exists between the two of you, so, so why do you even bother with the charade? And Dawson and Joey, <laughs> here you are, both of you, you know, all grown up, and just very pleased with yourselves, and each with your little significant other by your side, respectively. And while, you know, I will give you that it does make for a pretty picture, the truth of the matter is you guys finally slept together and you've never really dealt with it. 
then neither of you are going to be able to have a relationship with anyone else until you just finally deal with your crap once and for all. And as for you, Pacey, I am really sorry that Audrey Hepburn next to you broke your heart all those years ago and it's prevented you from ever fully committing to an adult relationship. But you know what? Just grow up. Merry Christmas, scum suckers. <laughs> Peace out. Well, that was fun. Merry Christmas. I kind of think I zagged when I should have zigged. I mean, it's literally the funniest <laughs> fucking thing ever. Like, she goes off. Well, like, even before she goes off in her speech and, like, everybody else is talking, like, it'll, right. like, do, like, a, like, side take to her, just her face. Right. <laughs> like, you can just tell she's, like, shit-faced. <laughs> yes. I mean, she's drinking out of a bottle, like, throughout the entire episode. Right. And then, like, it's Christmas morning and she's wasted. What One thing, though, that kind of culminated in that scene was kind of her purpose as a character because it did in a way breathe new life into the show by showing a somewhat of a new perspective and somebody to basically do exactly what she did sit there at the dinner table call and call out. everybody out on their shit and and it was in a fucking hilarious way like she took Gail's painkillers <laughs> and then drank on top obviously she was just taking shots and obviously it's supposed to be like a serious moment about like drinking and driving right. her, but it's so fucking hilarious. she steals done. Pacey's new car that yes. he's fucking all proud of the other side plot of Pacey being rich yeah or that, having a lot of money and Doug being poor that was one of those things where it just kept hammering home the fact that Pacey's bad writing in this episode. The, the, the fact that Pacey's family just, just completely him. fucking yeah underestimates him and and all that which and it, in all actuality uh, once we find out what Pacey does with Dawson's money it actually does <laughs> kind of make sense we probably should have listened to fucking the other winner Dougie yeah <laughs> Sheriff Dougie exactly uh, no but this this episode though I think you know I think of the doc scene between. Her and Dawson, and you know, it's very uh, reminiscent of their previous time. Yeah, and 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 that felt good. It, it it's always good when you get into the later seasons when 
when you get away from the central locations, and I think at that point they were up in Boston a lot at college. But when they all get home, it's nice to do those simple things to kind of bring it back. I thought that was nice. Yeah, I really just love the journey throughout these characters. Yep. This is one of my favorites of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Veronica Mars might have like upped it. It, Dawson's Creek was my favorite for a long time, but I think yeah. Veronica Mars, Buffy, and Smallville—all these are yeah. all these shows we yeah. talked about—are very, you know, a part of me and a part of who I am and a part of why I love, Same. you know, scripts and writing and characters and love stories and Christmas holidays and you know I wanted to be part of you know the Tanners or you know <laughs> right. the um, Winslows, you know, or right. the Matthews, like. Or even the Arnolds. You know, I wanted to be part of a family that, you know, like, they have these magical moments. And that's what's so great. I mean, maybe not Audrey being drunk, you know. (laughs) But, I mean, at one point, like, who does not want to live in the Leary household, you know. Or have, like, Grams, like the grandma, you know. Right. And actually, I don't know if anybody ever wanted Grams. (laughs) But, (laughs) I mean. She'd make you go to church. (laughs) But that's why we love these things is because it's either we relate to it or we want it. Absolutely. And I just love it and I love the feel and one of the things we talked about was their Christmas trees and what tree toppers they had. Yes. Um, Yes. It seemed like uh, there was a reference out of all these episodes there was only two angels the rest were all stars. Yep. Yep. Um, Absolutely. Well one was a reference in Buffy where she was like angel or the star. Oh right. Which I I never really realized that it was either an angel or a star that you put up. Right. You know. um, Mine's always been an angel so. Right. I, I would never consider putting a star on my tree. That sounds corny as fuck. Sorry if you do that. <laughs> I'm not trying to offend you. It's just my personal preference. Mine was Mickey hanging off the star, so it was kind of cool. But it was a star. Uh, it was something. He was hanging off It something. was a star. It was probably a star. Well, you just said Mickey hanging off a star. Yeah, and he moved. It was cool. I'm not judging you for having a star. He, like, it was like an animatronic. Like, he was, like, waving, like, Merry Christmas, everybody. Yeah, my grandma used to have, like, the coolest angels. And that's probably why I've always wanted an angel. The angel yeah. would wave. Yep. Yep. And I, there was a video, a home video of me going, hi, angel. <laughs> and I'm like three. So maybe that's why. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, like we said, all these episodes are such a big part of our lives. And, and now probably a tradition. Absolutely. And that's what, it's fun. It's fun to go back and rewatch them with, with you, Wacy Wu, for the Christmas season. And it's been fun doing all these episodes with you, Wacy Wu. You know, this is, uh, this has been a big month for us, baby. Yeah, you know, it's been a while since it's been just me and you. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I, I think the last episode me and you personally did together was Bill and Ted. And I think that's very fitting to be perfectly honest with you so so this episode will be released uh christmas day so i hope everybody is enjoying their holidays and obviously for me and Lacey Wu, uh we both say merry christmas to everyone thank you all for being such a big part of of this show you know i feel like everybody who That's listens made it really special yeah everybody all the feedback that we've gotten this year it's just it's just been really a great year for us and we appreciate you guys so much so merry christmas everybody we love you so much snuggle fucks and i'm gonna go lay out some cookies that dan can eat so santa can come <laughs> come c-u-m no wow. uh, for everybody who's been a part of this one Merry motherfucking Christmas. Peace out, Lacey Did, and Dan. Wait, wait, you gotta say it. Oh, put that cookie down. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody. And a happy new year. On the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me a partridge in a pear tree. On the second day of Christmas,
Love gave to me. 